Welcome to SJL Daily. I'm Pastor Steve Kelly, and our Bible reading plan today includes 2 Kings chapters 1, 2, and 3. Now, first, a point of clarification. The author or authors of these two books of the Bible did not actually intend to write two separate books. Like 1 and 2 Samuel before it and 1 and 2 Chronicles after it, the book of Kings is a single literary work. But because of its length, it was likely originally written on two separate scrolls or parchments. Thus, it was ultimately translated into two separate books. It is important to understand this as the break between 1 Kings and 2 Kings comes right in the middle of King Ahaziah's rule. He comes to power in the last three verses of the book of 1 Kings, and then 2 Kings picks up with King Ahaziah's suffering an accident that will ultimately lead to his early death. Well, without out of, the, out of the way, allow me to draw your attention in these three chapters to a recurring theme that struck me as I read these familiar accounts of Elijah and Elisha. It is the theme of, well, three. In the first chapter, King Ahaziah sends captains of his guard, each with 50 men, to bring Elijah to him. The first one demands that Elijah come at once, but God destroys him and his men with fire. The second does the same and is also destroyed with fire. The third, however, is contrite, respectful, and accommodating to Elijah and asks him to come and see the king. The Lord makes it clear that Elijah should speak to the king, and so he goes. In the second chapter, as Elijah nears the end of his life on earth and is about to be taken up into heaven, he asks Elisha to remain there while he, Elijah, continues on to Bethel. But Elisha begs to go on with him, and he does. Then Elijah asks Elisha to remain at Bethel, while he goes on to Jericho. But still, Elisha begs to go on with him, and again he does. Finally, Elijah asks Elisha to remain at Jericho while he goes on to the Jordan. But Elisha, showing his intense devotion to Elijah, insists on staying by Elijah's side, even until he is taken up into heaven before Elisha's very eyes. Now, in the third chapter of this reading from 2 Kings, it may be a bit less obvious, but only the three kings, the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, working together, are able to defeat the Moabites. And even then, only after they appeal to the prophet Elisha and he asks the Lord God to assist them. You know, throughout the Bible, certain numbers recur very regularly. Seven almost always means completeness or perfection. Twelve usually represents authority. Forty seems to be closely associated with trials and, and transformation. And as for three... Well, if you're not sure of the meaning of three, perhaps you should pray for clarity about it. I suggest praying to the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Almighty God, creator of the universe, redeemer of mankind, and sustainer of all life, help us to recognize your overwhelming goodness, your unfailing love, and your ever-present mercy as we see your hand at work all around us. This we pray in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God, three in one, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.